If your life could be made easier, what would that be worth to you? Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. And that question is the exact question that our incredible guest and one of my very dear friends, Susie Moore, poses to us today in today's conversation. In Susie's new book, Let It Be Easy, she encourages us to embrace a unique, let it be easy philosophy and offers practical ideas and examples for allowing more ease into our daily lives. And it really does pose this question with anything that we do, any professional challenge that we may come up with or any kind of personal issues that arise, what would it look like if it were easy? During today's conversation, we discuss how we can tell if we aren't letting life be easy. What is the most challenging part about letting things be easy and and what is the payoff in not letting things be easy? She also encourages us to call our to-do list a get-to-do list and why this is important. And we also talk about how to bring more ease into your love and sex life. Yes, we go there today on the podcast. And something else that we chat about, which I think is really important, is the grass is greener because it is fake. And Susie says this, and she shares what this means and why this may be happening in our lives and how it can actually keep us from getting what we want. So I love today's conversation. Susie is fantastic. She has been on this podcast before. And if you haven't heard her yet, you are about to hear her now and fall in love with her. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Susie Moore. Oh, Jules Solomon, love of my life. What an a- what, what an amazing opportunity to spend even more time with you. Look at I know. This. One of my <laughs> closest, bestest friends in the whole world. This is, you oh. know, this, this conversation is going to be easy today. Oh, how about that? <laughs> speaking of that, Miss <laughs> Author, Susie Moore, we are talking about let it be easy today. And not only is that a concept and a mantra and a way of life and a way of living, which we're going to be breaking down today, but it's also the title of your brand new book. Yay. So share with us, Miss Susie Moore, about let it be easy. Let it be easy. I mean, what a delicious just sentence, right? (laughs) It's so interesting, actually, Jules, I'm not sure if I told you this, but I was speaking to another friend of mine, we were in her pool, and I was thinking, what am I going to call my next book? (laughs) And I was like, it's really a story, you know, a, a collection of stories about how you can make life radically easy, much simpler, remove stress, allow more abundance, more joy, more friends, more sexy things. And, you know, I just want to let it be easy. And she's like, this is staring you in the face, woman. (laughs) It's what you always say. I always repeat, let it be easy. It's always my personal mantra. And I just, I knew that, you know, ease isn't something that's defended by many people or expected by many, but having grown up, I mean, you know, me, my life growing up in shelters, living on welfare, you know, these shelters are domestic violence shelters. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting, challenging place to grow up to then, you know, working hard to become a Silicon Valley executive, age 30, making half a million dollars a year. 
the beginning of life was hard. And when I was 30 with that career and a nice husband, it was also hard. It was a different hard, but I was like, when is the break coming? Like, when is the low level anxiety going to go away? Like, at what point does it get good and easy? And then I just, you know, realized, became, you know, becoming obsessed with this, that ease is a skill like any other. And it's something that's conscious. It's something that anyone can learn and adopt. And it's, I think, always like that for me, the biggest missing piece of any self-help right? It's always like, love yourself, right? And set goals and visualize. And yes, all those things are great. Um, But without this, you know, kind of sneaky secret self-sabotage of, yeah, but this will be hard. um, I don't think we can really enjoy our lives. We're going to dive into more of that in a moment, Mm -hmm. but I would love to know why, why this message, why Mm -hmm. now, and why are you the one delivering it to us? Well, um, as I look through my history of life experiences, so, you know, being uh, in a very broken home with a lot of chaos, right? A lot of abuse, addiction, going through my own divorce when I was young, marrying an addict, moving to various countries, living in my fifth country now, having had various careers. Look, there's lots of highs, lots of lows in life. All of our you know lives are different and full of color. Uh, I, I just... After setting up my business, after achieving so many of the things that I wanted, it just became almost absurd to me that so much still felt hard, like so much still felt hard. And even the people that I was coaching at various levels were very impressive, you know, impressive looking lives. They're still struggling. I mean, even the most extraordinary people have ordinary problems. And it's because They really believe that every good thing has to be earned. Every good experience has to be justified. Every uh, even good thing that flows to us is soon going to go away. And it's just not an acceptable way to live anymore. Like it's not an acceptable way to live. There is another way. There is a gentler way. There's more compassionate way. And it's easy to say that, I know, but this is why I put this book together with very practical examples, examples around grief, examples around education, examples around relationships, sex. I really cover it because I want that to be a story, an idea, and a different way of looking at a situation that feels challenging. Mm, okay. And let's, let's dive into some of those. And, and I first want to say it's, I, I love that you talked about how we are, we are really hardwired to believe that things have to be earned in order mm-hmm. to receive. And yes. I remember we were even talking about um, me and you and our, our golden girls, Liz and yes. Jamie, about like, I, I hadn't taken a proper vacation, a proper mm-hmm. holiday in a long time. And mm-hmm. I kept waiting for like, well, once this happens and once that happens and once the right and perfect time like bestows <laughs> itself onto me. And, you mm-hmm. know, Jamie said, she was like, whatever alternate universe, like that, that told you that like you needed permission to go on holiday, like permission granted, go like you don't, yes. it, it doesn't have to be the, that difficult. Just mm. change your thoughts and change your, and change your life really. Oh, and the conditions are always going to be impossible. Like, <laughs> you know, we always think that there'll be a, an easier time or, you know, a time when our schedule frees up. Life isn't like that. Like life never works that way. And this is also a real shame because so many of us put off our dreams by thinking that there has to be a big opening or a big change or a lot of money when we can just start living our dreams every day in small ways, you know, maybe you want to have a more intimate relationship or see your friends more, or like you just said, you know, go on a vacation. Yeah. Ideally you can go to the South of France for two months. Right. But 
Maybe right now at your life stage, that's not realistic, but you can go away for three nights somewhere with a friend, if that's what you wish, or, you know, if, if there's something you want to purchase, maybe you can just purchase a smaller um, item that's kind of on the way there. Like there are so many things that we can do in our day to day. And I think that because we don't always allow ourselves to even see that as a possibility, right? Because it's like, oh, you got to hustle. Oh yeah, not there yet. That, you know, the good things are coming later. Um, I mean, later is never. Right. Later is never. And to live that way is it's unacceptable. Later is when I'm dead. (laughs) Well, and and when you think about a human life, right, if you live to 83, you live a thousand months, right? That's not many months. Think of how far you already are through there. That's the average life expectancy for a female, 83, a thousand months. That's what 83 summers, 83 walks in Central Park in the fall, 83. I mean, if you're lucky. So to, to, have your experience in life already be so temporary and to have it with like a, a, you know, a backpack full of bricks, this imagined stress in your body. Um, then, I mean, h- how fulfilling is your life experience going to be? I mean, you're missing out on the fun. And it's like, wonder if like we, if, if that's where we put the pressure, it's like, mm-hmm. like, like, like live with ease as if your livelihood depended on it. <laughs> imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine, I mean, I say in the book that ease needs a good lawyer, right? Because life will tell you that everything's hard, right? Jules, having kids is hard. Mm-hmm. Not having kids is hard. Working is hard. Being out of work is hard. Making money is hard. Not having money is hard. Like where's the break? Right. <laughs> like the joke is on us. It's absurd. Right. And so when we just believe this, right, no one questions it. No one's like, well, I don't know if that's hard. I don't know if having kids is hard. I don't know if working's hard. And when you do it, you become like this rebel almost. And people are like, she's weird. Things must be so easy for her. Or she has like some magical thing going on. It's just a questioning and a refusal to accept just this common dogma. That like everything is hot, everything has to be on, everything is sweat. And, and, you know, there's also just like this constant misery that we're set, that we're expected to just live with. And just what if none of that were true? Yeah. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. 
You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. And and so tell us that. So how do we know if we are living in that dogma? How how can we tell Mm. if we aren't letting our lives be easy? Oh, your body knows, right? So, oh, the body is so wise, like truly. I mean, if you even just check in for a moment, like with your body, like, are you feeling relaxed? And like, what does relax even feel like? Do we know? Like, what's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in Hawaii five years ago, I felt relaxed for about seven minutes. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Lucky me. But I mean, we know how we feel. Our emotions are like this incredible real time data that give us information on whether or not our thoughts are correct, if our thoughts are accurate. And stress just feel, like we know it in our body. We feel tight. We don't feel excited. Like, we don't feel spontaneous right? We're not just like, what feels good right now? What would be um, just the truth that I could say right now? Like we're not in the moment like, uh, like a kid is or like an animal is, or like just someone, if you, if you meet them and they're so authentic and real, you can just tell that they're, they're there with you, right? They're, they're present in the moment. And when we're stressed, we just, we're thinking about other things, right? We're thinking about what can go wrong, what we've already done wrong. We're feeling guilt. We're feeling, we're anticipating, uh, we have an anticipatory fear, which is the worst kind of fear, especially right now. A lot of people are feeling fear about the future, about our health, about so many things. Uh, And so when you're stressed, like you just, your body knows and we get used to it. And we just think that this is it. Right, and okay. So the, so that's kind of really the first step is like tune into mm-hmm. your body. Um, the, the amazing listeners over here at the influencer podcast, we love tools. We love, mm. we have our tool belt and we like to put tools in our tool belt. So yes, <laughs> you can let us know yes. what are just really practical tools and examples, um, of how we can start letting something be easy just in our day-to-day lives. Like if, you know, if just for today, a vacation isn't realistic, Mm -hmm. if just for today, you know, spending time with friends that make us laugh isn't realistic, Mm -hmm. just for today with what we have, with what Mm -hmm. is realistic, give us, you know, a couple of, of tools or examples that we can start applying to our lives literally after we, we get off listening to this podcast. Yes, 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 yes. I love this question. So when you think about it, everyone or most people are dealing with one problem always, right? There's always like at least one problem, mainly more, but there's one main problem. So there are three questions I love to ask when there is a problem or a perceived problem on the horizon or happening now. The first is, how serious is this really? 
right? Because the way that the brain works, it's just so wide to protect us, like just to survive, that if we get an email <laughs> that you can see in the subtext, it looks like someone's not happy with us. We just, we think that we're under threat, like something very serious is happening. So the first question is, how serious is this really? So you take a breath, you take a pause. Sometimes I've even laughed in these moments <laughs> because I can feel my body getting hot and wanting to shut down and wanting to run away um, or complain. And you just think, how serious is this really? And one in a hundred times maximum in my experience, has something been worthy of that emotional response that takes a toll on the body, creates a lot of, you know, releases our stress hormones, makes us sick in the long term. How serious is this really? Whatever it is, right? And when you think about it, if you're even accessing a podcast, there's a lot of blessings in your life right? You have the internet, you have a phone, right? You have like, you, you have many, you have the, the time to listen to a podcast. You have all of these things that many people in the world don't have and will never have, right? And when something, when something comes in, that's a perceived problem or threat, which is how our body interprets it. We lose all perspective. It's like, it's like we're drunk or something like really instantly drunk and freaking out and stressed. So how serious is this really? The second question is what's essential here? Like what's essential here? So for example, even if someone comes to you with, a, with an opportunity, that can stress you out. And you can go, I need this and I need that. And I need all these bells and whistles and wait, I need this help and I need this coach, right? Like all these kind of things kind of come to us and we feel like we're not enough, we're not ready. Our brain is flooded with how things are going to go wrong, even if it's a good thing, right? That comes our way. When we could just go, okay, you know, what's essential here? The most essential thing is me and an internet connection and the truth right? <laughs> That's it, you know? Um, and then thirdly, and this is of course my favorite question, um, how can I let this be easy? Love the, it. Bra the brain, just that prompt, right? It takes, the brain is so obedient. This is why coaching is so powerful. If you ask a question, right, it takes you out of the dark space you're in, mm -hmm. right? You can be in a doom, 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 everything's over. And then, you know, a coach could say like, what if this could be easier? Like already your brain starts to go there. It's like a puppy. It's so an obedient puppy, right? It's like, okay, I'll follow this question. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, how can I let this be easy and let your brain come up with ways? Like human beings are amazing, Jules. Like think about all the solutions we come up with all the time, but we can come up with better solutions too when we're not stressed. Like when we yeah. realize it's not life and death, that not every single thing has to be completely perfect. We're not under threat. Uh, when we just think, you know, what, how, how can this be easier? It opens up our creative center too. And better ideas and thoughts come to us. We have a better outcome when we're less stressed out. Well, and I, I want to dive into that idea because I know quite a few people that, I mean, this is a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. This is something that you have to practice, especially mm -hmm. if you're one of those people. And there's a lot of them out there. I know I used to be mm -hmm. where I thought everything was important. Everything, yes. it is so important. No, get, responding to them right now is the most important thing. And so it's like when you are constantly, when you have been indoctrinated to believe mm -hmm. in that sense of reactionary urgency, which is just like, you know, it's a resistant spin to something else really. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about that, of that challenge of, you know, what if there's someone listening that just, they, they, they have a really hard time with letting things be easy I want to first talk about what's the payoff 
of not letting things be. <laughs> and then oh, how I to love overcome that. You said, you said, I like this one. Oh, when we're stressed, we're rewarded, aren't we? Like it's not conscious sometimes, but after a period of things being hard and us suffering and really assuming this victim position, we aren't forced to stretch ourselves. We don't have to take risks. We don't have to exercise any courage. There, it, when we're stressed, we can shut down and receive sympathy for a limited time. And that can feel like love, but it's not love. And stress allows us to be stuck, to do nothing, to not take risks and kind of trick ourselves into feeling like we're safe. So being in a stressed place all the time also has people kind of leave you alone because no one wants to be in, around a stress hurricane that just really repels. Um, but in a way too, that can be a bonus is it's like, I'm left alone. Great. No one's demanding anything from me, right? I don't have to push myself. I can just sit here and be stressed out and no one's going to judge it because, you know, it's a stressful world. Right. It, and it's, it's really quite manipulative and controlling too. It can be, it can be, it absolutely can be. And I know that when someone is stressed out, they're focused so much on one thing, a problem, right? It's like tunnel vision. Stress does that, right? Heart increases, body warms up like tunnel vision. Like this is just how we react. And so when someone's stressed out, I just know they, they're a little bit dislocated, right? Mm -hmm. We need to talk it out, like think, identify the emotion, like name it, say how big it is, like kind of take it out of like the, the, like the crazy, like boxing ring that it's in and just that you look at it, you know, be curious about it. And then already it it's diminished because it, it feels so consuming when you're in it. But once you kind of question it, go look, Hmm, you know, what, how else could this be? You know, how else can we look at this situation? Could there be another way? You realize so often that the stress that you're feeling is so consuming and it's nothing. Mm. Like think yeah. about what you're, you're strict. Think about Jules. Can you remember what you were stressed out about six months ago? Yeah. Like in Mar March? No, I'm, I'm too been... busy thinking about what I'm stressed out about now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Precisely. And in six months, you'll be like, oh my gosh, all these things that are stressing me out right now. You'll be like, oh, I can't even remember what they were. Like you, mm. we can't even remember. So the payoff for stress is that we get to engineer small lives. Mm. Right. And we get that. to do nothing. Yeah. And we get to feel like it's a, like it kind of like a safe-ish space yeah. um, and it's not. Right. It's, it's all a lie. <laughs> so much is a lie. <laughs> you have a really great chapter about sex in the book. And I think that this is oh, important yes. to talk about because the word easy in sex mm. is not typically what we women want to hear or want to be associated, you know, with, <laughs> but you have a different perspective about how you can allow sex to be easy. Yes. Not that you're easy, but allowing <laughs> sex to be easy. So, so talk to me about that because I know that, you know, let it be easy is not just about in your work or in, you know, maybe your relationship with yourself, but it really does permeate to the way that you parent, the way that you, you know, your relationship mm -hmm. with your spouse, your mm -hmm. level of intimacy with your spouse. Mm -hmm. So share with us a little bit about how we can bring more ease, which is really more abundance in mm -hmm. our sex life and in our intimate relationships with our loved ones. Oh yes. I love it. I'm so happy we're going here. And I love a good chapter title, be easy about sex. <laughs> Well, this kind of conversation, oh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and it wasn't an isolated one, right? If you've been married for a long time, your intimacy can come in waves, right? Every marriage is different, but I suppose this is quite common, right? From my experience, my friend's experience, my, for all the sisters, we talk about this stuff and we love to hit the panic button 
right? If something feels like a little off, right? So just say sexually speaking, you're going through like a drier period, right? It's just not happening as, as often. Often we can, as women go, did I gain weight? Am I not, is there something happening? Like, is it, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? Is this about my looks? It, you know, have, have I been like messing up somehow? Is f- this familiarity of me just such a turn off? What can I change? What can I fix? Let me Google sex therapist. Let me go down a rabbit hole of like self-loathing and internet, you know, sex experts who are telling me about toys and so forth. Look, there's a place for that. Go for it. I mean, nothing wrong with all of those fun little things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I mean... What I always love to ask is, you know, it's so much simpler than that, right? Like when we feel disconnected intimately, like what are we actually doing that fosters the intimacy, right? And it's it's very simple things. It's like, are you like kissing your partner's forehead when he or she is talking? Do you just like touch their arm and look at them? When was the last time you had a hug that lasted more than three seconds or a French kiss? Truly think about this, my friends, right? Even in a long-term relationship, when was your last makeout session? I'm telling you, that's all it can take in a lot of cases to get everything rolling. And then you're like, oh man, I had this weeks and I spent this money on like all this stuff and I just needed to make out with you. So, so many things that we can do, right? We can physically initiate, We can, and, and this isn't even sexual, right? It's kind of uh, what, what we do if we're dating somebody even new. Um, and then, uh, this is important as well, uh, I think that often we don't realize the connection between how we treat our partners just day to day, the level of kindness and how that just is very sexy. So if someone's like rude or annoying you or you're snappy with them, that doesn't get it going. Like that just, it simply doesn't. That doesn't make us feel safe and attractive. But intimacy that we create, even just in our conversations and at home, really is hot. Like it's a very hot thing to be with someone who listens to you and talks to you and does kind things for you. And if we're putting our partner down and we all do this, right? I think we're all guilty of this, at least sometimes when you're putting down your partner and making them wrong, it's very unsexy to you and to them. Do you want to be married to someone who's wrong all the time? Or do you want to be intimate with someone who's wrong all the time? Is that sexy? You're always wrong. Come at me, like come take off my clothes. Like, no, it's not sexy to be always, for someone to always feel like they're constantly put down or for you to be with someone who feels like, you know, they're wrong all the time. It's not, it doesn't feel strong. It doesn't feel masculine or feminine. It just feels off. So when we can treat our partners kindly, you know, initiate some, just some physical touching. I mean, beyond the bare minimum, a lot can just change on its own. And I have lots of proof for this. I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. And I really think that's going to be a hot, hot chapter and hot topic. I hope so. Mm, Um, I hope so. I want you to share a little bit about the chapter because I think that this is also a big one that so many face, especially with just the constant consumption that we're getting of other people's quote unquote lives on social media. You have a chapter in Let It Be Easy called The Grass is Greener Because It Is Fake. (laughs) So share with us a little bit about this and 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 how what we should be able to kind of take away with us with this concept and this idea. Oh yes. And yeah, look, I think we all get sucked into it. Even we, even though we know, yeah, we've all heard it. Social media is a highlight reel, blah, blah, blah. Like it's true. We're not posting our like, you know, bad skin pictures, right. Or our like having cereal for dinner pictures. Like we just, we don't do that. And I, you know, I, I get that too. Um, one thing that I would always just encourage someone to do is to like, even just look at their own, see their own social media, just review it for like 10 seconds and just say, how much is this really the full picture? 
Like really, right? Because we post our wins, our exciting stuff when we're looking nice, right? Happy things, right? And that that's wonderful. It's wonderful to share happy moments. Um, but we know in our lives, like the full story, right? The full story. And um, in the book, I share, you know, that I used to really kind of have this envy towards this self-help author who I'd, I'd always see her everywhere. And she was just so hot and she had these multiple homes. And I just thought she had these amazing clothes. And I was like, oh, there is perfection and it exists and it's not here. It's over there, <laughs> you know? And then someone told me, I didn't know this, but someone who knew her told me that she had this very a very difficult relationship with food. And look, I've got a whole host of other things in my life that I've dealt with, but you know, I love, you know, I feel very blessed. I've never had like significant food issues. Right. And I just, I had no idea. And she was also in the hospital. So it wasn't as if, you know, she had like um, something that was wrong with her one time. It was something that was serious enough to leave her there. So it was just truth. You know, everyone says, you know, Instagram versus reality, even they're fake, right? Even the reality is dialed up there. But like the truth of someone's real life, uh, we don't even have to understand it or have an insider tell us something or anything like that um, for us to know that this is just how it is. Like this is reality. I mean, and we all, whatever we, uh, whatever we experience in our lives, we often feel like, oh, it's just me who's had that trauma or it's just me who really is so sensitive to critics, or it's really just me who, when I'm rejected, I feel worthless. That's not true, (laughs) right? What's personal is universal. We all have similar emotions, similar experiences, not exactly the same, but how we feel is very, very similar. And often we just think we're the only one who's suffering. We're the only one who is, who life isn't working out for. And I tell you, also having coached lots of people, famous people, people with lots of money, lots of all the things going on, they're suffering in just the same ways. And interestingly, um, even some of the most successful people that I've coached have this, have a whole other question of suffering uh, around, did I earn this or was it, was I lucky? So at every level, there's going to be a little something. <laughs> you just have to keep everything into perspective. And one thing I always love to say is just to envy yourself, right? <laughs> to envy yourself because you've got so much more going on than you realize. And there's somebody out there probably envying you. Yeah, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Um, okay. What is the most when the reader closes the book? puts it down. What is the most important thing that you hope that they take off the page and into their lives with them? Oof. Well, I cover so many different topics in this book. And I think that what my early readers have said is that well, one of the things that I created in this book specifically is you don't even have to read it in order. You can just flick through, like it's meant to be easy, truly, even the process of reading it. Um, early readers have said to me that uh, they land on the page that they need, right? So if they are going through a, you know, a time where they feel like they really need to defend themselves, right? I have a chapter on that. If they're going through uh, a chapter where they feel like they're really being taken advantage of, even in a legal situation, for example, I, I, that's in there too. Uh, or if maybe you've, you've had a loss, you know, we've lost a lot, a lot of people in the last year, year and a half. I mean, there's there's a lot about grief in there too. So I feel like everyone kind of gets what they need. That's my certainly my goal. Um, but also just to uh, exhale, like to exhale and to realize that, you know, your life is much better than you think it is. And so much of our stress is imagined. I mean, I really wish I knew this a long time ago, even consuming all of my self-help for so many years, so much stress is just imagined. And so this suffering, like this suffering that we feel, uh, 
it's so not only unnecessary, it's almost just, I mean, it's absurd. And there can be another way. The way that I open the book on my introduction is a quote from Mark Twain, who said, I've been through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. (laughs) And it's just, I know that we're going through so much in our lives and nothing's actually happening that's bad or negative. So to question stress, to know that your life is far better than you're realizing and to to like regret proof it by being Mm. aware of this as early as you can. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, Miss Susie Moore, as always, thank you for coming and gracing your gifts and just your light onto my amazing community. We love you over here. And where can we get the book? Everywhere everywhere books are sold November 9th. Yeah. And what is your official release date? Uh, Yeah, November 9th in the USA. Internationally a little differently, but pretty close. So coming up. Awesome. Awesome. So when you guys hear this episode, this will be the week of the release. So go ahead, get your pre-orders, get your post-orders, get your orders. (laughs) Get them. And thank you again for being here. We love you, Suze. Where can people learn more about you, your work, and where can they share with you what they love most about the book? Oh, you can head on over to Susie, S-U-S-I-E dash more, M-O-O-R-E dot com for tons of free confidence resources. So if you like this type of conversation, you will love my site and certainly love that it'd be easy. Thank you so much, Jules. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Hey, it is Julie here. And I want to invite you to shine. Shine is my premier network and six month program for leaders who are ready to accelerate their impact, grow their influential network and create iconic success. Now, it's no secret that impact, influence, and exposure is exactly what's needed to create massive brand recognition and profit. And that's what we make happen inside Shine. My mission is simple, to help you become known as the absolute best in your industry. Everyone knows that my secret weapon is my unique ability to connect the right people together, and those connections create maximum results. And I want to do the same for you. You know what they say, success is all in who you know and who you surround yourself with. So let's make sure you're doing it the right way. If you're ready to become an icon in your industry and grow your impact, shine is for you. Head to juliesolomon.net slash shine to get your exclusive invitation. Again, that's juliesolomon.net slash shine. All right, that is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right, I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.